What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the Cine Games Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by Jonah. What's up, everybody? And also, Mojo. Hey, how's it going, guys? And today we're going to be talking about our 10 favorite games from the last decade. Um, we're just going to go one by one around the table, and who wants to start off first? I'll go ahead and start. Yeah, that's no big deal. Um, we'll go from 10 to 1. So so we're just going to do 10 to 1? Yeah. Like, not go in-depth, or you want to talk about it? Go no, I mean, like, yeah, we're, gonna... we're, we're going to go into-depth, and uh, just start about... start with your number 10, and we'll work on it. All right, to... so just to let everybody know, this is going to be very PlayStation-heavy, because that's what I play mostly, because I don't like any other systems. And I just, I'm not a Microsoft fan, so screw Xbox. Um, but anyway, number 10... You two are probably not are probably gonna look at me like I'm stupid, but I gotta say, number ten. Even though I rage at this game more than anything, um, it's gonna be Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> it, it, I love the game so much. It's a game that we all play together. It's a game that feels real in a lot of aspects. Sometimes it doesn't, especially when you shoot a guy in the head and they don't die, but then they shoot you in the foot and you're dead. But that doesn't matter anymore. You know, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, Ubisoft, you can, you know, screw you. <laughs> I mean, we always fall back on it. It's... Yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is my number three. Oh, number three. Number three, <laughs> daggone. That's, so. that's really... It wasn't even on my even on my list at all. Like, I, I'll be honest with you, I was battling. There was a battle for the number ten spot. And it's both between games I rage at the most. It's Rainbow Six Siege and Fortnite. Don't get me wrong. I like it. I like it a lot. But I didn't really consider a lot of multiplayer games for my top ten. Understandable. I mean, Understandable. There's just so many other games that just had a far larger impact on me than you know just multiplayer games. Don't get me wrong. I love multiplayer games. Obviously, we play them constantly between all of us. But it's, I don't know, it's more of a the feeling you have when you play a game versus, like, the emotional impact. And I just don't get an emotional impact through most multiplayer games. Yeah. Other than Rage. Yeah. Which, like I said, this is the only multiplayer game I got. The other nine are specifically story-driven games. Uh, But, yeah, Siege is just a game we play a lot, you know, even though I have it uninstalled right now. And (laughs) I'm boycotting it till the new season starts or the new year. But, yeah, no. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is definitely number ten for me. Number nine, it's a game that oh, I. Re- well, hold on, we're we're going to gonna we're gonna, we're oh, gonna we're go gonna, around. Oh, so, okay. Well, Robin. But, Robin. Okay, but talking about Siege though, just real quick, it it's weird because all of us grew up just playing Call of Duty, and that's all we knew. We just Call of Duty was like what we played because that was the pinnacle for us. And now it's just it's hard to even attempt to play Call of Duty because it's just not fun compared mm-hmm. to Siege anymore, where you're actually well, there's objectives. It's strategic. It makes you think about things yeah, the, as opposed to Call of Duty where you're just running around trying to find the next guy to kill. Yeah. That's literally what Call of Duty is. And that was the best thing about SOCOM and why I wish they would bring that back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait for SOCOM. Yeah. I, I we, really, if we ever get it. I really hope. I'm, I'm, I've got my fingers crossed on that one. We don't know when we're going to get it. But, all right, so. let's go ahead and Mojo, let's, what's your number 10? Okay, my number 10 was early from the decade. It was a great game. I spent a lot of time playing it, and once again, it's another one of those games that made you think. Portal Two. It's good. It's good. It's very good. Not on my list, but very good. I really love Portal Two. Like 
Portal 1 was great, like the introduction to it and everything, but Portal 2, just the humor and everything else that was involved in that story was just so interesting. Like it kept you wanting to do the next puzzle. You wanted to move forward because there's just so much story aspects going on involved with the really, really fun gameplay that was figuring out these weird, cool puzzles. And, I mean, I don't know if you all... Jonah, did you ever play it? No, no, actually I didn't. I've just seen gameplay. I'm sure Nick's played it. I have, but I've also never beat it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, never beat it. I I played a lot of it, and at one point I was just like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) I just, I mean... There's going to be the first thing that anybody who listens to this podcast can be like, oh, wow, yeah, that guy's not a gamer. (laughs) Uh, It was actually one of the first, well, not the first, but one of the first computer games that I actually just sat down and played, even though I know it was on multiple systems, but I played it on PC. And I don't know, I just had a ball with it. It really got me into playing games with mouse and keyboard. I mean, other than World of Warcraft, but I'm not talking about that here today. Please don't. <laughs> we want to keep viewers and listeners and all that stuff. We don't want to drive them away off the first episode. I'm just, I'm just I'm messing with you. Okay, we'll move it around. I'll pass it off to Nick. Uh, so, my number 10 is The Walking Dead Season 1. Ooh, okay. And as Mojo knows, because he was in the party with me, this is the first game that's ever made me cry. He was in tears. I just... Like sobbing. And I was like, man, are you okay? And he's like, no, man. <laughs> what was the main character? Lee. Lee. No, fucking Lee. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, Game's been out for what? Years. Years. <laughs> okay, I think if you haven't played it by now, you he's deserve to be spoiled. But, I mean, going through a year-long process with these characters, because, you know, they release the episodes two, three months apart, and so you having to wait to after the cliffhanger of each episode to see what's going to happen next and having to wait those months just brought more anticipation to you. And I already love the Walking Dead comic series. Like, that's what got me into comics. So something set in that world with characters who are just as good as the characters in the comics. I mean, I got emotionally attached. And I don't know, it's just... That was like the first game from Telltale that really had this new formula they were doing. And... It just worked, and it made you want more. And I don't know. That's it's my number ten. So, I mean, I do love it. Yeah, it's it's one of the best ones out there, definitely. Um, number nine for me is a game that I recently played, recently platinum last summer. I had a lot of fun with it, mainly because the creator of this game also created another game which I literally hate so much, but I platinumed it too. Number nine is Detroit Become Human. Um, <laughs> it's one of the most gorgeous games on the PlayStation 4. I mean, it, it's literally beautiful in every aspect. The storytelling, the branching story where you can, one decision can ruin the rest of the game for you or make or break you later on in the game, which that's what David Cage is about if you play Heavy Rain or Beyond Two Souls. Decision making, and it lets you play the game how you want to, and I just love stories like that. That's why I'm big on like Life is Strange and stuff because the decisions you make have outcomes later on. And I just like where games let you tell your own story and let you just make your own ending and do that stuff. And the performances in it are superb. Um, Like I said, it's one of the best, visually best games you will see on the PlayStation 4. I completely agree. Yeah. It was an absolute blast to play through that game. And just fine, even though mine ended in a completely different, different way than 
I'm sure both of yours did originally. I I've seen, got the platinum, I, yeah, I've, so seen se- I've seen every ending. So, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I was talking to one of you two, I can't remember which one it was, but I think it was Mojo, and I was talking about um, how I have to go to the recycling center. Like I need to get the platinum. I have to go there. Is Kara? Is that her name? I think so. Yeah, um, Kara. Yeah. Yeah. And Mojo was like, "How did you not go there?" And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I I mean, I went there and I wasn't even trying to go there. And I was like, well, if you, you know, you just lay down and play dead, they don't catch you. And he was like, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> and it's like, because in Heavy Rain, it told, like, it says, you know, all your choices matter. And they do. But this is the first one that David Cage has actually, I thought, had his vision to where when, uh, like, you can actually have a character die. At the beginning of the game, and they're just gone. You can't. There's nothing else, except for obviously the detective Connor, which yeah. I love the fact that he gets to come back. He gets to come back. Like I think he can come back up to like nine times. Yeah, and it's just a different one, and it's it's just weird. But I ended the game with only two characters, by the way. Oh man, I think you're missing out if not if not getting like all three characters to the end. You're missing I'm, pr- out. I'm pretty sure in my playthrough, I had everyone alive. Yeah, I, my very first one, I had all three alive. I missed two button combinations in a row, and it caused one of the characters to trip. <laughs> and was it someone, on the highway scene where you can kill Kara say, immediately? No, I'm not going to say who it was, just because I don't know. Like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But uh, yeah, I, there's uh, the games of what two years. Of course, three years old can die, but I'm pretty sure it's the same one that Greg Miller was talking about. Because he, he explained about uh, how one of his characters died. And I was like, that sounds exactly how mine died. Right. <laughs> there's, there's actually a mode where you can, uh, part of the story where you can kill two of them at the same time. And just like two seconds apart. Really? Yeah. In the highway chase, when you're running oh, across yeah. the highway, yeah. you can kill Kara and the little girl. And then you can kill Connor. But then Connor gets to come back. Kara doesn't. And the little girl doesn't. So that's what also wow. makes the gameplay even better when you're like trying to get the platinum is that you can kill characters off early and focus on other stuff throughout. Like when you can kill Marcus yeah, during I played the, through the demo for that game like six times because every time it ended a mm-hmm. different way. Yeah, it's it's that's the beautiful thing about David Cage. He's a wonderful storyteller. Um, I, I argue with Heavy Rain as having a terrible plot. It's stupid in so many aspects, but I don't want to talk about that. You're today. not the only person. A lot of people do not like David Cage. I, I, like, I, I mean, I like him. I get it. He's very story-driven. I get it. But Heavy Rain is so dumb. And when you look at Heavy Rain, and then you look at Detroit Become Human, you're like, how does this happen? And where you tell such a crappy story in Heavy Rain, but then in Detroit Become Human, you tell one of the most beautiful stories in the PlayStation. I mean, okay. it, it doesn't make any sense. Looking at that story from the outside, yes, it is flawed. But playing through that story, it's freaking phenomenal which one heavy rain heavy rain I no it. no it's not it's stupid. it was for me i, what, what, I really what, enjoyed that game when don't get me wrong i, I understand i mean i get i understand I get, the stigma around it i understand why the plot is flawed it's just the villain has a stupid reason yeah it's so dumb it is just because but your daddy that, was in a way to you. in a way that kind of makes him human <laughs> a dude with daddy issues that's so that's that so dumb make him human i mean we oh. do things for stupid reasons. That's just what people <laughs> I do. Just, like, and you're, and he's a dick throughout the entire thing. Like, you let someone die just because, yeah, I don't want to get caught. And it's like, but they don't even know who you are. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. 
But okay, look, we'll pull back from heavy rain. Uh, oh, yeah, heavy rain! I could go a whole hour. <laughs> it's not even rain. on the list. Okay. No, it's it's nowhere near. <laughs> okay. Like it's next to Nickelodeon cart races. It's probably like the second <laughs> least favorite platinum I have. Uh, hang on, oh, second check. Does anybody have heavy rain on their list? No. Oh no, 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 All right. Well, we'll just end that topic. Please right do there. go. All right, Mojo, go number nine. nine. Okay, my number nine. Let's see here. Dead air. Okay. I'm, I'm sure this is on everyone's list somewhere. <coughs> I put it at number nine just because it's been a long time since I've really went back to it. But I put, God, probably 200 hours at least into this game through multiple playthroughs. And loved every second of it. The Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Mm. It is not on my list. It's not on no, mine either. No, wow. Okay. Which, to yeah. be fair, to be fair, I've never played it. You really never played Skyrim. Never played Skyrim. Oh wow, oh, crap. So. Okay, look, Elder Scrolls, I have always enjoyed. I love Morrowind. Oblivion is one of my favorite games of all time. They took leaps and bounds with Oblivion, as far as graphics and everything went. Open world, everything was gorgeous on that game whenever it first came out. Uh, first time I saw it was on a 360 and it looked phenomenal and just hooked me into the Elder Scrolls series. And then when Skyrim came out, I was completely blown away. Like, okay, that game was absolutely phenomenal. There's so much room for exploration. There's so many stories, so many people just living their lives, and I just found it fascinating. Of course, if you're a gamer and you're listening, listening to this podcast, chances are... Unlike one of the people at this table, you have played Skyrim. I'm sorry, I just, I just couldn't, I just never got into it. So I'm not going to go on about it that long. It, it was just an amazing experience. Well, it, it is amazing, but I've, I've just got other things on here that, I mean, two of them maybe recency bias a little bit, but, but we'll get into that later. Um, my number nine is Borderlands Two. I mean, I don't know a game that I've played through more than Borderlands 2. I mean, I, I've played through it with pretty much everyone I know from beginning to end. Uh, it's just the jokes in it don't get old to me. Um, the gameplay is just smooth, all the different guns and stuff you can find. It's just, I mean, it. I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's over and over and never getting tired of it. It's just it everlasting to me. Like, I still have played it even after Borderlands 3 has come out. I've actually went back and played some of it just to, just to play some of the old missions with older characters that I've made. Hey, I want you to shoot me in the face. Yeah, shoot him, shoot. <laughs> Facey McShoot or Shooty McFace, shoot, whatever. Shooty one of the, McShoot Face. Shooty McShoot Face, yes. One of the top ten characters in games, period. Oh. Uh, it's just the humor is just top-notch to me. Everybody says that Borderlands 3's humor is just not as funny as 2, which I can understand. Um, she got the zongas like you would not believe. <laughs> yeah, Tiny Tina is probably my favorite character in Borderlands. Um, and it's just having different people like who have never played it and playing it through it with them and them seeing just how good of a game it is, it's nice. I mean, it, it's, what, 2012, I think, is when it came out. And it still holds up. It was right near the end of the 360s 
Yeah, I, I mean, and it still well, holds. The previous up. generation, I don't mean to say 360. I mean that's. I ain't got much more to say about it, but I, I mean, it's definitely in my top ten for sure. Nice. So. We, I still need to play through it all because I think um, we started it. Yeah, we we, we started, started it, it, but we never finished it. So yeah. I, I still need to play through the rest of it. So we got. Uh, it. Me and Nick played through our first playthrough together. Yeah. And I, that game was fantastic. Yeah, I, I think I just got to Tiny Tina. That's where I first. Like I, I've got a little I more beat depth. it on just about every system. Yeah, uh, <laughs> every I beat it on 360 originally. Then I don't think I ever beat it on PS3. We beat it on PC after that. Yeah, we we played it on PS3, but we didn't finish it through. But I've I've played it on everything, and I've beat it on everything except PS3. Um, well, I didn't play it or I didn't play it at all on Vita because that version was just terrible. But but still. It's just a great experience. Just get a couple of your friends together and have a weekend. Yeah, definitely got to plan on that. Uh, number eight for me is a game that comes from one of the longest-running franchises um, well, of recent memory. Um, and some people probably wouldn't even consider this probably the best game of the whole entire franchise. Probably like maybe second, third, maybe. I don't know. Depends on how people look at it. Um, but it is definitely my favorite of the series, and that's Assassin's Creed Revelations. Uh, I just love the fact that it brings that whole story arc together, and it leads into the crapshoot that is three. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy three. I, I, uh, you're crazy. You're enjoying three. Like, I love I'm not Reve- crazy about Connor, but I love uh, the story. I about Connor. But the fact that Revelations, you can bring Desmond, Ezio, and Altair all together. You can play as all three of them. Like, those are the three main people you think of when it comes to Assassin's Creed, and the fact that that game brings them all together and sort of all their storylines are overlapping together and one decision is affecting the other and stuff like that. And plus the ending. Oh, my gosh, that ending is so good. Probably one of the best endings on the previous gen that you'll ever see come out. And the gameplay, and it's smooth. I like 2's gameplay as well, but I really love the just the solid gameplay in Revelations and just the fact that you can bring the three OGs together in one game. And it just makes it for the perfect Assassin's Creed game that I don't think has been topped, me personally, in a very long time. I 100% agree. Revelations is my favorite Assassin's Creed game. I knew, I knew we had Because, I mean, like you said, you get Ezio, Altair, and Desmond. All three of them. And they they done Desmond dirty. Ubisoft just destroyed that whole modern-day storyline, and I don't care what anybody says, that was great. Mm-hmm. Now, I liked 3, but I, the ending of 3 was the worst thing in video games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That just blew me out of the water in a completely different way. Like, it was horrible. I, I just sat there for like 30 minutes after the ending of that game, <laughs> questioning life. And I have not felt the same way about an Assassin's Creed game. <coughs> Ever since that happened, I, every Assassin's Creed game I go into, knowing that Desmond is gone and that whole plot line was just destroyed, mm-hmm. it, it just pulled it's, me away from the series. <laughs> Like, that's the thing that they got away from, that Ubisoft got away from. And I mean, also, having, I'd say, what was it, probably, I don't know, four or five years after the first Assassin's Creed, and then finally getting to see what happens to Altair, like, Mm -hmm. I loved it. Because Altair is an amazing character that we didn't get to see enough of because it was only the one game. I loved one. Yeah, one One is, oh my gosh, one is fantastic. They have shifted up the uh, gameplay so much that I don't recognize the games anymore. 
Yeah. Like, like and, and you go back to one, and it's so segmented. It's not open world. It's just it's an open area, and you ride your horse through a corridor pretty much to get to the next area. There's yeah. no open, you it's know, simple. traversal. It's, it is. It's, it's simple. simple. I mean, it's perfect. That's all you need it to be. But that's where Ubisoft got away with with all these recent games, especially starting with three. They yeah. got away from the simplicity of the whole entire arc, and it just it's made the franchise really weak. And that's why these games they come out every year too. It's like a new Call of Duty, and it's just like, yeah. oh my God, I don't care. Before Take a break. we move on from Assassin's Creed, I want to throw a shout out to Black Flag because it was really Black cool. Flag's the best gameplay. Yes, Black True. Flag is really it cool. had the best gameplay. Period. Now the stories, you know, I, Edward Kenway, mm, I could take him or leave him, but he's better than Connor. Yeah, he was Definitely. better than Connor. Better than uh, I can't even remember the honestly. Name Connor, of the guy from we the all movie. agree that Connor's the worst assassin. Right? Ja- there was Jacob and Evie Fry from Syndicate. Like, like Connor's the worst assassin, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's. I'm glad we all agree on that. Also, Odyssey is really good. I'm not saying that Odyssey is not good. I've only it's played like 15 very, minutes. It's very good. But to me, it's just not an Assassin's Creed game. No. It's good what it is, but... So I'm holding out hope for Ragnarok that it's going to be freaking excellent. Oh, it'll be a good game. There's but no doubt about I that. Just, I'm just... I just I, want to get back to simple storytelling. It just don't feel like Assassin's Creed anymore. That's the problem. Yeah. Because yeah. everything Assassin's Creed was has been completely overwritten by making it huge and making the world enormous and making you feel like freaking Superman. That's mm, true, too. <coughs> anyway, Mojo, what's your number eight? Okay. Moving on to my number eight. Now, I kind of want to compact two games together in this just because this, it's just the stories go together. She's listening. I'll allow Your it. list. I'll allow it. Well, I'll allow it. Allow Red Dead it. Redemption and Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I'll, I'll 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 take that. That's. I didn't even think about putting either of those online. I didn't either. Like just that. because Red Dead Two is so. Now, fun. if I had to choose oh, one, it'd gosh. be the first one. But yes. Even still, both those games just go together so well, and I love Grand Theft Auto. That being said, Red Dead Redemption always pulled me in. I cared about the characters more. Yeah. I, it was just, they recreated that world in such a way to where you were really fascinated by what was going on. And the progression of the story was amazing. Like, from the beginning to the end of that entire storyline, you got to see, uh, <clears throat> you got to see how he came back from what he was and, you got to go back and see the old gang in Red Dead Redemption 2, and it it was just fantastic. I love that entire series. Yeah. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a fantastic game. It's gorgeous. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. But it's so long and but so you, boring. You get, you get to the, the last part of that game, and it just drags on, and it really took me – if it would have ended 10 hours earlier, I think I would have had a lot more – Positive thought, thoughts on the game overall. You didn't like Farming Simulator? No. no. Or House Building Simulator? No, I'd have bought Farming Simulator if that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, that epilogue was so unnecessary. It could have been DLC. It could have been. Why'd you have to put that into it? But I mean, it was, it was a long epilogue. Yeah. I know. Really long. Like, it, it's that was a good five hours at least. 
Maybe more. Yeah, I think it was more. Yeah, if you do everything in it. I mean, I definitely didn't. I still feel like it was at least oh, 8 to 10. Definitely. I didn't do any of the side stuff. I focused on just completing the yeah. story. Yeah. yeah, be glad you didn't do any side stuff. It's boring. Stupid. Just leave it at Red Dead 2 and end it when it ends and then move on. You see what happens to the, most of these characters in Red Dead Redemption anyway, so what's the point of giving me an epilogue of what I don't care? The ending of Red Dead Redemption, the first one, was phenomenal. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, like that. that is one of my key memories from the past decade of just sitting there after the credits roll, just watching. And I, I couldn't believe what happened. And the thing is, too, in Red Dead 2, during the epilogue, they literally set up the ending to Red Dead Redemption when you don't need that setup. You don't. You, you, if you played Red Dead Redemption, you know what happens. So why do you need to introduce those same two characters again? Oh, yeah. Has anybody seen Gavin? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't want to talk about Gavin. Get that crap. Um, um. Well, they need money, yet you donate ten thousand dollars to the Daggum Box, and didn't Dutch only need like five thousand. I got ten thousand right here, Dutch. It's like it's like, dude. I put I put like five hundred fucking dollars in this thing. Maggie over here has put a fucking sock with a hole in it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why are you telling me I got to do more stuff? Why I am I always risking my life? I got a plan. I just need more money. I gave you a million dollars. What do you want me to do? I robbed six banks yesterday. I rode across the map. I rode across from New Orleans to Texas to Montana to up the mountains. Wolf bit my ass. I mean, I don't. I fished some too. I mean, my horse died six times on the way. I got hit by a train. I mean, what do you want me to do? I gave you a million bucks, man. But no, let's blow it and go to Cuba. So stupid. Tahiti. God. I got to get to Tahiti. So dumb. Uh, Damn you, rock star. Think about Red Dead Redemption 1. Is that was before I ever thought of you know like oh there's gonna be stuff after the credits the credits rolled I turned that game off yeah I didn't even know you got to play as Jack did not know really? yeah I have I've never played that part of the game because I was I don't know thirteen or so and I was just like oh beat the game time to turn it off and play something else it, it wasn't very long I know like, I know it's, it's like not, five but, minutes yeah. ten minutes something but like, like I didn't know that was a thing until a couple of years after that and I was like huh well I didn't I didn't know it either so anyway but. Um, let's see. My number eight game is one that I don't think either of you have played. Mojo, you might have played it, but you didn't like it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. Yeah. I mean, the gameplay on that game is flawless. There's nothing wrong with how that game plays. Which you love Kojima anyway. So oh, yeah, I love Kojima. So I, I'm one I, of those guys. Yeah, no, it's, it's all good. But, I, I fully expect Death Stranding on this list, right? No. It's not? Wow. No, okay. no. That's a shock. I love Death Stranding story, and <laughs> I love the gameplay. I mean, I don't regret playing that game, but I will never play it again. Yeah. But Metal Gear 5, it's just, the story is not there because, obviously, he didn't get to finish what he wanted, and there's a whole third act of that game that is just not in it. But what story is there, I love because it gets... I can't remember. I think it's Metal Gear 2 that you go and you kill Big Boss. And then in Metal Gear Solid 4, Big Boss is just back. He's just this old dude, and everyone's like, how in the hell is he still alive? And in this one, you get the backstory to, oh, you're you're not really Snake. You're just a dude who was on the plane who they've reconstructed his face, and now you're Snake. You just think you're Snake. And 
the real snake is or real big boss is off doing his own thing and i i don't know it's i love the way it ties the older games together and i wish that he would have got to put that third act out and for us to see how it actually ended but other on the other side it's just that game is just pure fun like everything you do in it, I mean, Fultoning people is just fun. You just hook a balloon to them and watch them go floating off, which is something they did in Peace Walker. But I've, I never played Peace Walker, so this was the first time I'd actually seen how he was going with it, with getting troops and all this to put into your base to help. And I, I just, I fucking love it. I love every fucking bit of it. But I'll move on because no one else has played it. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's all good. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about. Like that. I, I played, I think I played the first mission and that was it. And then I wasn't really hooked into Metal it. Metal Gear in general, I just never got into because it Same. was more of an army game. And I like in my head, I was like, uh, I'm not really interested. Like I love military games. stuff, but I'm so I, I never, don't know. It's it never tactical espionage action, so guys. Really to get in now that it's so far on in the story, I don't know what. I don't know if there's a more complex story in video games than Metal Gear. Yeah, that's, that's actually kind <laughs> the of the Lolly Lulelo. <laughs> um, I'll tell you something that's not complex is my number seven game. It's pretty straightforward. Um, again, it's another long-running franchise that's been out for forever, um, and it's still currently the greatest-selling video game of all time. And that's Grand Theft Auto Five. I honestly, I've played through that game. Next to Horizon Zero Dawn, it's probably the game I've played through the most. God, I don't see how. Like, I've played through Grand Theft Auto V just because I love running around, shooting people, running over people, and then I love the characters in it. You know, all of it. Like, Trevor, Michael, and Franklin. The fact you get to play as all three of them at any point during the game, when yeah. it's their turn. The, just oh, yeah. the, the map is... Los Santos is perfect. The fact that it's still going on now... That's there's still DLC being put out for it. Um, well, the online's just constantly fun. Yeah, like, there's so much stuff you can do and create in it that it makes it a fun game. We had a blast playing through those heists. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that's the great thing about it, and it's still going on. And the game's been out for seven years. Yeah, and the fact that when they put it on the next gen, it made it even look so much better than it already did when it was on the old gen. Added the first person. Which was the first time we've ever seen GTA in first person. Yeah, and it, it makes it it did so did so many different things, and I just love the complexity behind some of the little bit of the storyline, and then just like the total ending where you can just choose your own ending. Yeah, and you can I mean you can kill one person, kill another person, or you can save everybody else and kill everyone. I mean it's it's just fun. I have a lot of fun during the game. The jokes in it are hilarious. Lester is probably one of the funniest side characters in Grand Theft Auto, uh, next to Jimmy, um, who's the stupidest character. What about Roman? You want to go bowling, Nico? (laughs) Listen, Jimmy has to be the stupidest kid, and the fact that it's Danny Tamborelli playing that guy (laughs) makes it even worse. I feel so bad for Danny Tamborelli. You have gone so far in the fact you're Jimmy. Oh, God, what was that guy's name from Vice City? Tommy Versetti? No. Laszlo. Laz. What's up, guys? This is Laszlo. Yeah, I'm just no, and you have And you have Laszlo. Yeah, you have Laszlo You have Laszlo in five. And he's such a wimp. Like that that whole scene when you got it in the tattoo shop and you tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you pierce him and then you draw a dick on his chest. I, I think that's what you do. I can't remember. But you just tattoo a dick on his chest. And it's like the funniest thing ever. And that game, it's it's just fun in general. I loved it. I played through it so many times. Just one day I was bored, 
you know what? Let's start up Grand Theft Auto again. And I've played through it so many times. I just, I just enjoy the hell out of it. So. Yeah, it was me, my cousin, and our our old buddy Brody. Whenever it first came out, we just all three sat and played it over a weekend and just beat it. I mean, when Grand Theft Auto comes out, that's a fucking that's a day. Like you, mm-hmm. that's what you do that day. I mean, it's like how Call of Duty used to be. Yeah, and I'm excited for whatever Rockstar comes out with next on it. Um, it's untelling. You know, we get rumors every year. What's going to come? What's it's going to happen this year? It's going to happen next year. Um, we'll see. We'll see now with, uh, was it Dan Hauser that left? Yeah, the head of Rockstar. Or it, was the, it was one of the Hauser brothers. Yeah, it was one of the main guys, and he's gone. So, uh, I don't know when the next GTA game's coming out. Especially. I just hope they're going to like pull all the cities together and just make you be able to travel amongst them. Yeah. Honestly, I, I would not mind that at all. The like, like, you'll be able to go to an airport, steal an airplane, and fly over to... And you have to do missions in Vice City and Liberty City. Yeah, that, and that'd be fun. Give me, give me a Vice City remake. Oh, I mean, oh my gosh, a Vice City remake. Like, I granted you can buy it and play it on the floor yeah. right now, but it's still its old version, but which is not as fun, especially now going back and playing Bully. Yeah, which hurt my eyes so bad. <laughs> uh, which we'll talk about that some other time. But um, no, Grand Theft Auto Five is definitely number seven on my list. It was on my list, so you check one off mine. Perfect, love it. Number seven, Mojo. Okay. Let me pull it up here. Now, this one I really enjoyed. It started off as a PSP title. Came out in 2010, I believe. And it's from one of my favorite series of all time. Ah. Yep. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. We knew it. Yep. I knew it was going to pop up here. The best Kingdom Hearts game. Yep. Uh, Arguably, I, now I, I can't I, say I, anything. <laughs> can't say anything. I'm not beating the only game I've actually beat all the way through is three. Two is my favorite. Which is so, like the worst. But I really enjoyed Birth by Sleep. The introduction of the new characters, the gameplay was leaps and bounds ahead of anything we'd seen to this point. I'm looking at you, 358 over two days. <laughs> God, that was a terrible experience. Yeah. But Birth by Sleep character progression, the way you got to play is each one of the characters, and everybody's got a favorite. Uh, personally, I liked Ventus. Aqua's the best Kingdom Hearts character. Period. See, everybody's got a favorite. I like Mickey Mouse. No, I'm really more of a goofy man myself. <laughs> I, I didn't like Mickey just because of how absent he was in the other games, even though I understand that was something more on Disney's part than anything else. Uh, but it it was just a fantastic playthrough. Like you, and I mean, you got to play through it three times from different aspects, and it was fun. The unversed were a cool enemy, uh, and then Old Man Xehanort, played by Leonard Nimoy, the late great, voiced by Leonard Nimoy. By the way, there is currently a new new voice actor for Xehanort. In case you didn't know. Uh, the guy that voiced him in Kingdom Hearts 3 passed away. and Roger the, Howard. Yep, yeah, and the DLC was released with a new Xehanort. So, that's fun. Yeah, I love hearing Roger Howard. Because I'm, I'm a big Blade Runner fan. So, which we'll talk about movies some other time. Anyway. All right, my number seven is a game that I've actually not played in a year. But I felt like would be disingenuous not to put it on my list and that is overwatch yeah my, okay that is 
Probably my least favorite game of all time. <laughs> Jonah absolutely hates Overwatch. I hate Overwatch so much. I hate Blizzard. But so. just like I talked about with Siege, I mean, it it gave you all these different characters that you had to learn. And it you had to think about what you were doing with your team to win the matches. Like, you had to, you know, choose who you were going to play. And if you got into the match and there was someone who was just destroying you because they were your counter, you had to switch and try and try and help your team. It's not about KD and doing good like in Call of Duty or Siege. Like, because Siege, you know, it's still a bit of a KD-style game. But in Overwatch, you actually have to use your teamwork to win. You are you, you can win on Siege with 1v5 if you're good enough. But you're not going to win a match of Overwatch you against six people. You have to have your team. And it's just a different way to play multiplayer games whenever, like, I, I hadn't played anything that intense, like, team-based before. So, like, when I first saw it, Mojo showed it to me, and I was like, I don't know about this, because I'm not big into WoW, or I like Diablo, but I wasn't super into it at the end. So I was I'm like, a Blizzard fanboy this I time. was like, ah, well, a Blizzard shooter, I don't really care about that. And then the beta came out and played it, and I was fucking hooked, and... That it's honestly the game I have the most hours in. I have over 800 on PS4, and I played maybe 10 or 20 on PC. I'm just not a big PC guy, but I mean, I could not put it on my list because I've played the hell out of it, even if I have fallen off of it here recently. Yeah, uh, Overwatch is just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just not. I'm just not good at it, and I, it's frustrating to me. For the first few years of Overwatch, that was me and Nick's go-to. That's what we always came home and played. Oh, I know. We played it for hours and hours. Uh, oh, I know. Every day of the week. And, it I mean, it it just, it was fascinating how you had to work together to, you know, complete objectives and move payloads and everything. And everybody had their characters they were best with. Nick was more of a DPS. I was more of a tank slash Lucio main. And, uh. I don't know. The characters were just so unique. Everybody just had one that the one particular character that was their favorite for a while, and then they switched to something else, and that was their favorite for a while. Yeah. I mean, Overwatch was just altogether an amazing game. Um, I mean, I liked it a little bit. I've, I mean, I've put a few hours you into You were busy it. with school at the time. Well, school and the fact I, I hate their ranking system. It's stupid. Uh, because I feel like I do really well, but then my team drags me down sometimes when I'm poor. See, when me and Nick got hooked in it, ranking wasn't even See, that's, that's the, wasn't. And that's the thing I hate about it. It's like, I do. I feel like I do really good. I lead my team in kills. I don't die that much. No, what do I get? I get 1,200. And I'm like, what? When all 10 of my placement matches, 1,100. I got worse. And I'm like, I don't understand that. And I only mastered really two characters because, you know, I'm not that, you know, coordinated. But... Soldier it, it's, and who else? Bastion. Bastion. But probably the two easiest characters in the game to play. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so, but it, no, I, if you if you guys play it, I'll play it. It's no big deal. Um, but I'm not going to be like banging down the door to play Overwatch or clamoring for it. And if Overwatch 2, when it comes out, um, yeah, I probably won't play it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, we will. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. I'll, I'll be. It'll be like how it was a couple years ago. You know, you all be playing Overwatch. I'm just sitting there, you know. Playing games by I think Nick was one of the earliest people to get the platinum for it. I don't know about that. I didn't platinum it until just a couple years ago. 
Well, I, you got it pretty quick. But I mean, it's definitely the hardest platinum I've got, and it is definitely my the one I'm most proud it of. It is uh, definitely the most challenging. I've got like four sure. trophies that I will never get. Mm-hmm. See, I have um, 700 trophies. I'm never going to get in that game because I'm never going to play it again. <laughs> um, All right, Jonah, move <laughs> on to number six. Number six. Number six. Um, it's a game where I wish all superhero games were. Uh, it's a game that came out recently. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it's Marvel Spider-Man. It was on my list until I took it off. Um, it's such a good game. It's it was also on my list until to, I took it To me, it off. It's, it's the best Spider-Man game. Absolutely. Uh, hands down. Yeah. The story behind it is amazing. Uh, the reveal trailer at E3 when they had it was amazing. The only thing that I do not like about the game. That puddle. <laughs> I hated the Mary Jane stuff where you got to yeah. play as Mary Jane. Also, I was going to say the only thing that wasn't amazing about that was the title. Yes. It was that, not the Amazing Spider-Man. No, no. It was just Spider-Man. It's, <laughs> it's like, add something else to it. But... No, the game, the the fact that they got New York City down to a T, like you can literally go to New York City and find this exact place in the game, and it, it's just amazing how how much attention to detail they got to it. Much like with Grand Theft Auto Five and the developers making that, they really got New York City down to a T and everything. The fact you can go to Avengers Tower and see that, you can see the Sanctum for Doctor Strange. And the fact you can just traverse the whole city, do different things throughout. The DLC is actually really fun. Uh, it's got a good story that just tacks on to what the main story was. The ending, I'll be honest with you, is one that I kind of teared up a little bit at. Because, you know, yep. I love old people. Um, but, no, the gameplay is fun. The the whole reveal. I, I completely forgot that happened. Yep. Yeah, the, the whole the whole it's ending. It's been so long since I beat that game. Oh, man, I just that, completely ending, forgot that ending's about a heartbreaker. That. And the, the different suits that you can wear throughout the game, like you can be Spider-Man in his underwear, um, you can be the Spider-Man from the m- movies. I just like swinging through the city. And like swinging through the city. Yeah, that's the thing. You can just go into the game, swing through the city, and it's fun. And... It's just like a, you don't even have to fight anybody. Just no. swing from one end of the city to the other, and you'll have a blast. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. Sometimes you just yeah, I'll game. just I'll just turn it on just to swing around. Sometimes when I don't know what I want to play. Yeah, and it's it clears your head and actually does a lot of different. <clears throat> you just do a lot of different things in it. But Miles Morales, that for uh, <sighs> yeah, I can't wait for two. Yeah, two is going to be fun. They've set planted a lot of seeds for the second one, and I, hopefully it can be just as good, if not better, than the first one. So. Let's uh just. Let's go a little bit quicker on each one. No. Just just so we No. We don't make this a five hour podcast. It will be a five hour podcast. I'll make sure of it. <laughs> okay. I've still got five games left, boys. I got a lot of talk I got to, I got a lot to talk about. I especially have number one. I have four left. Uh four. You checked off Grand Theft Auto five, which was my number five. Okay, okay, that works. See so so we've already we, talked about When we that. check off each other's games mm-hmm. too, that's gonna be stuff. I which I'm pretty sure we've all got the same one. No. No. No? No. Really? I know what Jonah's is, and yeah. it's not yours. And it's nowhere near yours. Oh, wow. The one you think is number four on my list. Okay, well, we'll get that out of the way quick. Uh, but this one is going to be Firewatch. Okay. Now, I know Nick's played Firewatch. I don't think Jonah has. Nope. It's it's a walking simulator. Uh, Campo Santo, their first title, is a new studio. I like Goat Simulator. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, go. On. But I don't know what what's the main character's name? Henry. Yeah. 
I've not played it since it came out. Uh, I haven't either. The, but I know I, the woman's I name's Delilah, it. I think. I loved it. It's, what, like an eight-hour playthrough? Something like that. And it's it's just a really fun game to play through. Like, I'm not going to talk too much about it. It's just seeing this character's progression and seeing hear, hearing his backstory and learning more about him while he's doing this really simple job, as it seems. And there's other stuff going on that you discover and there's so many mysteries and stuff going on in this world. Art looks amazing. I mean, for what it is and the small of a team that they had. And I just highly recommend recommend anyone that can play through Firewatch. Also, just like Gone Home, because Gone Home really made you feel like it was like going to be a horror game if you ever played that. Like, But Firewatch, it really makes you think there's some supernatural thing going on, and it's, it's just nice. But it's nice. He's nice. All right, my number, let's see, six, is The Binding of Isaac, Rebirth slash Afterbirth. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going to be on there. I played it a lot when it came out on PS4, and then also got back into it whenever it came to Switch. And then this year I have went back to it again to try and platinum it, which I'm starting to get very disheartened on. But, I mean... It's just endless replayability, and every every run is different. The game's challenging. Um, you actually you have to know what you're doing, and you have to just be on your feet at all times to not take random hits. And it it's got a story that you know you don't really pay attention to at first, but the more you play on, the more you hear about it, and it's just like the way it unfolds. It's just nice, like it stuff you wouldn't expect out of this simple game but it's got a deeper concept and that's really all i have to say about it it's one of my favorite games of all time and honestly it might be a little higher up if there wasn't so many other things that i just love understandable um number five is probably gonna come as a shock to both of you um and the fact of being that it's my highest rated rockstar game and because i love the Noir genre. I'm gonna go L.A. Noir. Wow. And number five. I yeah. love this game so much. I, I played too. the crap out of it on the three, and on the four I have it, or it's remastered. It's so fun. Oh my gosh. It, I, I'm a film noir, neo noir, crime thriller kind of guy, and the I love all that stuff. Um, the like sort of like parallels to old Hollywood because you know, I'm a big film junkie and old Hollywood and seeing all that, that, oh my gosh, the game is so fun in so many ways. And the way you progress up through being just a beat cop to a street cop to the detective, um, just different things that you can do throughout the game. Um, it's just a fun time, and I love every single second of it. And the interrogation scenes are the best, um, especially when you catch people in lies and you just see the reactions of them when yeah, you catch them in the Yeah, at the time, lie. the face detail in that game was... Amazing. Just, yeah. yeah. Now, was, now you go back to it and you're, it's a little uncanny valley. You well, see, we, and you're like, well. taken some steps since Yeah. And, but, and you can tell when people are lying better now. now yeah. That they remastered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I was playing that game, I, I was like, I don't understand if I'm just doing something wrong or if mm-hmm. I just, if they're just really not showing because I couldn't figure yeah, it out. But I, I have all the clues. I found every clue with the crown Yeah. Scene. But yeah. I, I do. I, I played the hell out of that game when it first came out all the way through in like a weekend with my cousin John. And mm-hmm. I mean it, 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 cause I love shit like that too. I love true, like, like a uh, true crime and mm-hmm. 
just murder mysteries and shit like that, and it was just fun going through and yeah, figuring it out for yourself. Oh yeah, it's a blast of a time, and it's a game that I plan on going back to platinum at one at some point. You know, when I get through the other thirty five games that are in my folder to platinum. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's number five for me. Okay, well, I can't remember what number I'm on now that we've. <laughs> uh, I know you just talked about is. Firewatch. Yeah, I know yeah. what my game is. So. Okay. This one is an indie title by Playdead. Almost put it on my list. I, I had to put it on my list just because of how it, I stopped playing it for a little while, and then I came back to it, and I really enjoyed it once I came back to it. I got an hour in first time, and then I just pushed through and got it, and I loved the story. The game is Inside. Inside was a really fun 2D side-scroller. It was it, it just gorgeous and really eerie, and you're trying to figure out what's going on in this world. You think it's something supernatural, but at the same time, it's just really it, it scares you a lot. Like some some of the ways certain things play out, it, it's it's kind of terrifying. But at the same time, it's not jump scares. It's like it just the world that you're in, and there's no dialogue whatsoever. You're just playing through with this really eerie music and I mean same people that made Limbo it's it's just a phenomenal game Yeah, the one of the scariest things in that game is when you're swimming underwater doing that puzzle and then all of a sudden that sh- that little girl with like the real long black hair just starts swimming up after you oh, and yeah. that, uh, that, that the that's, dogs yeah the dogs, dogs. It scared just, me to death it's, a, it's gruesome it, it, is. It, it is it's a 2D side scroller but it's just gruesome and that ending. The ending is fucking yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, it, it's weird, but it's it's great. Right, well, let's see. My number five, which you guys are probably going to be surprised it's this low, which, remember, I had Siege as my number three. But my number five is God of War. Ooh, mm. That was my next one, too. And I... I mean, coming off of God of War 1 through 3 and Ascension and Chains of Olympus and all that, I I liked them, but I didn't care. I didn't really care about the story. I mean, it was nice going through and fighting Hades and all these other gods, but I, I never really got into the story. It was just a fun hack and slash. And then they reveal this at E3, and... You see Kratos step out of the shadows, and you're like, wow, they're going back to this? Okay. And then you see the gameplay, and you're like, oh, this is like, I mean, they make the comparison a lot, but it's not really that much like The Last of Us. But it's that style. It's like over the shoulder, and you're, the combat has weight to it now. And the story just of Kratos and Atreus going on this adventure and the things they come across and the people you meet, um, what's, oh God, what's his name? The head. The butt head. Uh, I can't remember. His I can't, name. I can't. The, the head that you carry around after you. Yeah. Uh, crap. We'll, we'll just call him butt head. No, I, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. <laughs> but he, the way you get in the boat and you set him beside you and he just starts telling you stories about this world. I never heard the same story twice. I know. And, and it's just great game design that when you get out of the boat, He's like, okay, well, we'll get back to that. And then when you go and get back in the boat, he picks up where he leaves or had left off. He's like, okay, so where did we leave off? And then he just goes right back into it. And it's the whole one-shot game where there's no loading screens. Like, even when you fast travel, 
I mean, you you can tell it's masking loading screens. You're just kind of walking through this area, but there's no cuts to black, and it's all just one shot, and it just it's amazing the it's, way it's that they. It's almost like a movie more than anything. Yeah, like it's it's just one very long shot movie, and it's absolutely gorgeous. Mamir. 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 Yeah. Mamir is the head's name. Yes, he is. And also, there's no better weapon and no better feeling than throwing that axe. Oh, God. When it comes oh, back to you and your controller vibrates right when it hits your hand, yeah. you just feel it through your whole arm. You're like, I have the axe. And even like the com- comedy of the of the brothers, Brock and Oh, Sandy. yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So Two perfect. best side characters. Oh, yeah. it's so, it so perfect when you see those guys out in the, out in the world and you just... They're so stupid. Yeah. But you love them. And, uh, also, <laughs> You're like, oh, my brother, that asshole, huh? Also, boy. 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 All right. Um, number four is from my f- second favorite franchise of all time. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it's Uncharted 4. I mean, it's – I love Uncharted 4 so much. I love the addition of Sam Drake into the game. Um, it just – makes me feel like a kid again when you first play the original three and then you see this one you're just like so taken away by how much they've changed everything how good it looks um the storyline is great other than the very in boss battle which is stupid um and i hate it with every inch of my being uh but other than that the rest of the game is magnificent and that car chase um midway through the game is probably one of the best sequences in in gaming history. Yeah, it would have been nice if they wouldn't have shown that off at E3. Oh, yeah. If they would have yeah. saved that for the game, that would have been great. But you have to give something to yeah. sell everybody on. And that was that was it. That's what you sold me on, and I'm ready to go. Um, now, granted, it's not my favorite Uncharted game, because that's Uncharted 2 for me. Oh, you are all so dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Uncharted 2, I'm right dude. there with you. Uncharted 3 is the I, absolute I best I Uncharted game. This, I, but I love 2. I love 2. If and 3 then, came before 2, everyone would be saying that 3 is better than 2. Probably, but you know what? 2 came before 3, so we're good. <laughs> and, but I love Uncharted 4. It, honestly, the way it, and plus the ending that it has, it's, it's up for a different kind of Uncharted game. Yeah. I love the Jeep stuff. Oh yeah, all the like Jeep with stuff the winch. Part. Yeah, he's like at the beginning, he's like, "Why did you pay that much for a winch?" <laughs> and then first thing they come up to the street, he's like, like, "Huh, glad we got the winch now, huh, Sully?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, the the comedy and it's perfect. Yeah, um, Naughty Dog does a great job with their games anyway. Um, which granted, this is not the last Naughty Dog game on my list. I'm uh, sure it's not on on everybody else's list too. We already that's know. my last one that I have. Okay. That is that is my next one. Okay. So we already know what this next game is for you. You don't know. You'll find out here in just a minute. Um, but yeah, no, it's it sets up for multiple things that you can do. Introduces new characters. I mean, they even had a spinoff game from Lost Legacy. Um, but it sets up for different adventures where they could do an Uncharted Five. I mean, they could do it. I don't think they will. They will. Not Naughty Dog. Somebody will. Somebody will, but uh, maybe I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens over the next couple of years with the new console coming up this year. Um, we'll just see what happens. But yeah, that's my number four. All right, I'm gonna do it. So I, I suspect this one's gonna have a little bit more conversation behind it because everybody's got their opinions, and it's most people's favorite game of the last ten years. Now it's definitely mine. You all have crossed all the other games off my list, so this is the last game that I have. This is my number one top spot. I'm going to change mine and make it my number two. Okay. Because 
I have recency bias on something, and I'm gonna make that my number four because okay. I can't I can't put this under this. Okay. What is okay. your measure? The Last of Us. Yep. Yeah, that, that's my, literally my number three. That's my now my number two because I switched my list on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> so, game is so but, good. I mean, The Last of Us, the progression in the beginning of the game, like, okay, if you play the first 30 minutes of The Last of Us and you're not hooked, it's not for you. Dude, the first 30 minutes, I cried. Yep. That's so sad. <laughs> if you don't cry, you're a monster. You like, are it, an absolute Between monster. that and the first 10 <laughs> minutes of Up, I've never cried <laughs> so much before. That's how I explain this game to anyone who I can try to get into it. If you play the thir- first 30 minutes of this game and you are not hooked, then there's no help for you. It's so good. Even the ending is, oh my God. <laughs> it's just making me cry now. That's this the thing game. about the ending. Like, you play through this whole game as this guy, and like, I mean, it's old game spoilers, but you're the fucking bad guy. Yeah. I mean, you could he, literally he possibly the save anti-hero. humanity, and you don't. Like in the in the end of the game, he is selfish. Yeah, and yeah. I think I don't think there's any person that wouldn't be selfish. No, it's the game. most human character in a video game. In Absolutely, my like oh, the dude yeah. has a chance to save the world, and he doesn't. Like you go back like, and look at the end of Spider Man, and look how Peter sacrifices his aunt for everyone else in New York. Yeah, you go back and play The Last of Us. Joel picks himself. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, just comparatively, he is the anti-hero in this situation, but you still love him. You love him. You love Ellie. These two people are the only people in this entire game that matter. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel that way just because you played through their entire story. Now, if at the end of Spider-Man, Peter was like, fuck everybody else, I'm, I'm saving Aunt May, you'd look at Peter like he was just a complete asshole. But the way that this story played out, and it is an emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. throughout the entire game. You're constantly worried about, oh, somebody Joel's injured, whatever. You're you're worried whether he's going to live throughout your first playthrough of this game, and it's it's just constantly got your nerves up. Like I'm shaking right now just talking about it and remembering how I was the first time I played through this game. And also in that game, there's never been a more creepier moment like where I felt so like icky is during that whole entire winter scene mm-hmm. you come across the, the hunters I guess what it was I don't know oh yeah yeah that whole entire thing where they're and oh my god yeah, that main guy who David. starts off like you, yeah, you yeah. think he's your friend oh, and then, and then it, it, it yeah. goes so wrong it goes so wrong so fast and oh my god I've never felt so gross in my and, and also life. just uh, amazing performances from everybody oh absolutely oh, Troy yeah. Baker as Joel and um Ashley Johnson is Ellie. Yeah. And uh Nolan North was David. Yes. And then you've got all the other side characters and I there's no better characters in games. So good. So 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 And so the good. acting is it's phenomenal. And they sell the characters and you believe that they're real people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the end in that hospital scene, yeah. like you're supposed to be sneaky. I was not sneaky. Mm-hmm. I could not be sneaky because I was so worried worried I was about pissed. Ellie. Yeah. Like, I was, I was terrified of what was about to happen to Ellie. Yeah. I knew it was a game, but in the back of my head, I'm just shaking with fear for what's about to happen to this girl that I've came to see as my own daughter. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm just running through these enemies I'm supposed to be sneaking by. <laughs> and I did it like 12 times before I finally sat down. I'm like, okay, get your <laughs> shit together. We got to do this right. <laughs> but no, that game is so good. Cannot wait for part two. Part two is going to be so good. Oh, yes. May cannot get here quick enough. All right. Well, Last of Us was my number four until I thought about it like a real man and changed it. So now my number four is Tales of Berseria. Okay. I mean, Tales I got into was Hysteria, the one that everyone says is the worst, but it's probably my third favorite, and that's what got me into JRPGs. Like, that's one of my favorite genres now. And before, the only ones I'd really played was Parasite Eve. Like, I love Parasite Eve, but I never really went into any other JRPGs. I never got into Final Fantasy I never got into Dragon Quest until here with Eleven, and it's just, I don't know, I love the characters, the comedy in it is hilarious, Um, just going through and getting all of these party members together, and then playing through their side quests, which are just going into who they are and where they come from, and just learning about the world, and then if you have played Zestaria, like it it's a prequel to that and you learn about characters that were in Zestaria and just how they were before all everything changed. And I don't know, it, it's hard to explain without having someone having played it and knowing what's going on. But the story is just from beginning to end amazing in my opinion. And the gameplay it's, it's fun. It's not for everybody. It is a little button mashy, but I mean, I I like games like that. I like Devil May Cry, so it it's normal to me, and it just feels natural. But but yeah, that's that's all I really have to say about it because I know you guys haven't really played it. I mean, I played through the first like uh, five hours of it. I don't know what we're talking and about. I gave it a good shot, but <laughs> Nick knows my stigma on these kinds of games. I love JRPGs in general, but it's a really weird problem that I have with these games and. I'm just going to mention it right here to get it out of the way. The little transition periods between the fights really irritates me for some reason, and I can't get over it. Like whenever you run up to an enemy and there's like a screen that goes sideways and then you're fighting three enemies instead of the one that's there, I feel like that's an old thing that they had in place, and for some reason we're keeping it. I mean, it. it I know not everyone's like that. A lot of people like it. It's just something that I've had a problem with. I don't think Tales of Arise is going to have that, so hopefully you can get into that one. I hope so, because I enjoyed what I played of Berseria. It's just that little thing that pulls me out of the game. Uh, Jonah, you're number whatever, because uh, we're all so off track. Yeah, no, uh, my number three was The Last of Us, which we've already talked about. Um, no, number two it comes from my favorite franchise, mainly from possibly my favorite character of all time in anything, whether it be movies, comics, games, anything like that, Batman Arkham City. Where are the drugs going? (laughs) (laughs) Batman Arkham City is the best game in the Arkham franchise, hands down. Storytelling in it, the open world of Arkham City is fantastic. You mean you don't like Batmobile? (laughs) Honestly, the more and more I play Night, the more and more I love Origins more. Which is saying something, because Origins is not that great. It's, it's not. Um, but mainly because Rocksteady didn't do it. But 
I hate the Batmobile so much. <laughs> but Arkham City, it's it's simple, just like Arkham Asylum. The only thing is, it's a bigger map. It's literally the same yeah. type of gameplay. Better polished, more characters, different things you can do throughout. Even the Catwoman DLC stuff is really interesting. Um, to sort of see how that plays out while you're doing your thing. And just the different things you can do throughout the game. The various little things you find. Talk about characters throughout Batman's history. Um, the ending with Hugo Strange and the Joker. Um, one of the best endings in, again, one of the best endings in video game. Um, well, probably one of the most heartbreaking game, game endings to me. Simply because of what happens with the Joker. Um, I mean, because it's, it's Batman's number one villain and now he's not here. I mean, that, that's, that's like, I, I don't know how you live in a world and exist in a world without the Joker and Batman together. And that's what, that's kind of what brought Arkham Knight down for me is the Joker was the main villain for Asylum and City, but now he's not there and not, and he's just there as a pigment of your imagination. I, I think the stuff in Arkham Knight with the Joker is some of the best storytelling. Oh, absolutely. Joker. It's the best part. Like, I love just him in his head. Yeah. I love it. And even the whole incinerator scene at the very beginning. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect. Everything with the Joker, everything that was good about City and Asylum had to do with the Joker. And at night, you don't have that much of him throughout the game, and it makes the game stupid. And then in Arkham Knight, they're like, oh, we have the Arkham Knight. He's a new new villain that no one has ever seen before. It's fucking Jason Todd. It's so stupid. The only thing that's... I, I, I can't even talk about the game. It's, it, it pisses, I hated the Batmobile stuff. It oh, pisses me off so much because they got away from what was so good. Even yeah. Origins. Origins does not even have the Batmobile. It's like, okay, I've got to get this car over here, and I've got to use it to pull down this door, but there's no path available. So i got to spend 30 minutes trying to figure out how to get the damn car over to the door so I can pull it down so and, I can go through. And it's so but stupid. the Batmobile will kill people. Don't worry, you're fighting robots. Yes. Beanbag shots on real people. Yeah, it's stupid. Dumb. If you're going to kill people, kill people. That's what I grant that thought of. Anyway, <laughs> no, Arkham City, though, yeah. perfect game. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's it's one of the game. It's one of the few games I would give a perfect 10 to. However, and shout out to Arkham Knight for the side mission where you meet Man Bat and you grapple up a building and he just jumps out at you. And when you pee yourself. Yes, oh, I, yeah, that, that got me good. Oh, I cried. <laughs> I, was got, I was scared and I so, so you're out of stuff on your list, Mojo? Uh, I am, but I'm going to throw one more in here real quick. Okay. Just because I remembered it and I should have mentioned it earlier and like six of mine have been knocked off the list just thank from you. other people. What else I thank you for? I'm stupid. Anyway, but... This is a series that I've always really cared about, and, well, not a series, franchise. Same thing. Close well, enough. Okay. Anyway. Whatever. Uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Okay. Good game. I really, really enjoyed Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, the combat was different. I'm not going to say it was better, but it was different, and I enjoyed that. But the character storylines were great. The little bromance they had going on between... Uh, all the characters in this game was just absolutely fun. Like it, they had little comedies going back and forth. Prompto was hilarious. Prompto. Uh, Prompto. He always gets me on that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's little aspects I didn't like. But as far as all the side quests were really fun. Uh, the story got kind of linear toward the end of the game, but it's still an amazing story and a great Final Fantasy for people who've never played Final Fantasy. It's the first one I've beat all the way through. My favorite Final Fantasy is 13. Don't kill me. 
Mine's seven, but... All right, so my number three was Siege. We talked about that. My number two is The Last of Us. So my number one, can anybody guess? Fallout 4. No, fuck <laughs> Fallout 4. I platinum that game. Nickelodeon car races. Oh, fuck. Persona 5. I, I, why did I not guess Persona when that's literally I all mean, you and David talk about it? <laughs> I fucking love Persona 5. I don't know what more there is to say. I mean, just it's the perfect game in my opinion. You've got the dungeons, which are fucking beautiful, and it's all about rebellion and going against adults who think they're above everyone else. I mean, it's got heavy, um, like, symbolism, and the the first boss you go up against is Kamashita, and he is having sex with, like, he, he's having sex with one of the girls, in his class or in on the volleyball team, and he's physically abusing the other players, and one of the girls attempts suicide because she can't handle the way things are going now, and it's just going through and it it is I mean it's weird to start out with that and then the next villain is a guy who's just having his art students he's stealing their art like he's plagiarizing their art it's a little weird to go from like pedophilia and physical abuse to trying to say plagiarism is the same thing. But, like, it, they all have that that underlying thing that makes all of these people bad people. And you're going through their subconscious to make them admit to what they've been doing and stop. And it just it starts off as this small story, and it just goes up and up and up and to saving the world, which that's what all personas do, but... It's it's a fun ride and the gameplay is fucking perfect. That's the best turn based RPG in my opinion. And every single character except maybe Haru, who you just don't get enough cuz she comes in so late in the game. They're just it's great to learn about them. And yeah, I mean you got the romance, you got the just monotonous school stuff where you're taking tests and but it all just comes together in this bigger experience that's just amazing. All right. Well, since um, we're down to my number one, everybody else's list is pretty much complete. This comes to no surprise to anybody. Horizon Zero Dawn, yep. number one game for me, past decade, and favorite game of all time. I don't know really what to say about the game other than the fact that it's perfect in every aspect. It really reflects on us as a society, too, what can happen when corporations take over and they make stupid decisions and it costs humanity their lives. Um, just the whole, like, aspect of going back to the Stone Age per se with future tech in it is awesome. The gameplay throughout is perfect in every single aspect. The DLC, some of the best DLC you'll ever play because it adds to the story. It, some DLC is just like, oh, it's here. It's just a really side story. No, this DLC matters into the overall story too. Um, playing as Ellie, you know, it's a female lead, which we don't get or not, a- Aloy, Aloy, not Aloy, 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 not Ellie. I had Last of Us, I had Last of Us Part 2 in my brain, sorry. Aloy, um, playing, you know, we, uh, playing as dinosaurs. Hard. Yes, you fight robotic dinosaurs and <laughs> robotic deer and cougars and panthers. I think what I'm trying to say is, you have a strong female character like Ellie. There we go. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Where In games that you don't have, in games, you don't have, strong female characters throughout. 
there are not a lot of games out there with strong female they've characters. Been, they've been pushing that. They've been pushing that a lot lately, but I think really Horizon takes it to a whole new level. And I mean, you play as Aloy throughout the entire game. Um, the different journeys you can go on, the different things you can do throughout the game. Um, it's the game I've put probably the most time in for a single player game I've ever put in. Put in like over 130 hours on it. I put in way too much time in that game. I did stuff you're not even really supposed to do to matter. And just because I had so much fun traversing the world, um, seeing all the locations that reflect back to what we have today in society, um, the different just locations throughout are amazing. I cannot wait for the second one. And just to continue my bet with Mojo, that is not coming out this year. It is going to come out <laughs> next year. Um, it's not going to be a launch title. Um, it will come out next summer, guaranteed. Probably, actually, I'm going to call it March of 2021. They will release Horizon Zero Dawn Part 2 because it will be four years after the release of Horizon Zero Dawn 1. And the second one is going to be so much better, and it's probably going to take place in the other half of the country. Um, but, yeah, no, it, overall. A lot of speculation going on. The overall gameplay of Horizon Zero Dawn is magnificent. It's a game that when I first started, I didn't think I would like as much. But as I continued to play and I grew and I connected with Aloy, um, and just her story throughout is fantastic. Um, one of the best characters ever. And leading the new way for the new console and the new generation of characters out there on the PlayStation. But yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, favorite game of all time. And favorite game of the past decade. So. Well, that is all of our top ten favorite games of all time. So, let's see. I have a little game to end out the podcast on. Okay. I've got a list of seven games here. You have to tell me if they are real or fake. I have descriptions for them. Jeez. We gotta work together on this one too. No, you're you're going against each other. Oh, okay. Right. Was it the first one to four wins or something like that? I don't know. Well, we'll just go through all of them and see who has the most. All right. Are you gonna give him one then give me one or? No, you both. You both. Gonna, I'm gonna okay. read them off and you both give an answer. Okay. True, false. We got it. Okay. So, first, I have Ash of Gods Redemption. Ash of Gods Redemption is a turn-based RPG that combines tactical combat collectible card game elements, and a constantly evolving story in which no one is safe from death, including the main characters. And also, these can be from any any system, PC, or uh, mobile. I'm going to say that's real. Okay, no. I actually am too. Yeah, I'll say it's true too. Are you both saying it's real? It is real. Yes, it sounds too real. I'll go first in the next one. So that's one point for both of you. All right, next. Recknum. In Recknum, you play the role of Princess Sherry, who must advance through six different completely explorable zones, loot chests with crystals that will increase her passive skills in order to advance. Each zone introduces different elements which must be evaluated in order to be able to advance, to examine how to advance, to examine the behavior of the enemies, and to fight bosses. False. Sounds... A little bit like Zelda, and a little, and just a little bit in a sense. And I don't know. There's like knockoff games too. I'm just gonna say false. That description sounds so corny. Okay, so you think it's fake? I think it's fake. I'm gonna say it's real. It is real. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and and yes, that description is terrible. And that is what is on the description in the PSN. Oh my gosh, that is. See, that's the thing. I was thinking it was true the entire <coughs> way out, and then you got to the whole da 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 da, and I'm like. 
That sounds so stupid. Yeah, it literally, it literally says evaluate or elements which must be evaluated in order to be able to advance, comma, to examine how to advance, comma, to examine the behavior of enemies. That sounds so fake. Wow. And whenever so and whenever I said you play the role, that's what it says. It doesn't say you play the role. It says R O L. That's what it says on PSN. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. It sounded so fake. That is bullcrap. I hate you, PSN. <laughs> All right, number three. I can't be losing the mojo. No. <laughs> number three, Extreme Tractor Pull XL. Oh, my God. Extreme Tractor Pull XL is a realistic tractor pull experience. <laughs> Create your custom character and complete, compete in 30 stress-inducing pulls. Go online and pull your glory in the Extreme Tug of War competitions to become <laughs> the greatest tractor puller in the world. Sit down, buckle up, and get your tires spinning in Extreme Tractor Pull XL. All right, I'm going to say false. Okay, you say it's fake? I don't know, man. Now I'm scared. You know what? There's Tractor Simulator, but I'm not going to say that. That's fake. That's fake. That is fake. I made that one up. Okay. It's very safe. I love Tractor Simulator. (laughs) That is fake. Don't ruin Tractor Simulator for me. (laughs) All right. Number four. Good pizza, great pizza. Ever wanted to know what it feels like to run your own pizza shop? Do your best to fulfill pizza orders from customers while making enough money to keep your shop open. Upgrade your shop with new toppings and equipment to compete against your pizza rivals. Or your pizza rival, Alicant. Sounds like a mobile game. It's ain't true. False. Nick loves pizza. That is true. Oh, wow. I knew it. That is a real game, and it is an iOS game. I knew it. Yes. I figured if you were to make up a game, you'd make one up about making pizza. <laughs> All right, so it's 3-3 three, through three, 4. Oh, man, this is going to be good. All right, number five. The True Adventures of Rudy Kazooty. Rudy Kazooty is missing. Where has he gone? To a magical world of mystery and intri- intrigue. Platform your way through beautiful 2D landscapes to uncover the secrets of this world and to find your way back home. False. True. It is fake. I made that up. <laughs> Dang. It's that, that's actually the title of a uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch episode. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Sabrina! <laughs> no, not the new one. Not, not the new one, but the old one. one. Oh, yeah, the good the one. Actually, good one, Melissa Joan Hart. And uh, her two aunts and yep. kitty cat. Salem, is that the cat's name? Yeah. Salem. Okay, number six. Papa's Scooperia. To go. <laughs> While visiting the big city, you've just lost your luggage and all of your money. Papa Louie comes up to comes up with solutions to help you get back on your feet. He wants you to stay and run his new ice cream shop in Onion Town. You'll be baking fresh cookies topping them with scoops of decadent ice cream and adding delicious toppings and syrups before serving the sundaes to your hungry customers. That's my turn. I'm going to say that's true. I'm also going to say that's true. That is real. That is an iOS game. I know. There you go. So it's, it's the last one. I'm losing by one. So I have, no matter what Mojo says, I have to go opposite of him. To tie. To tie him. So... Whatever you say, I'm going opposite of, just so we can tie. Even though I probably said it's true. <laughs> I guess I, or if you say false, whatever. Who knows? You might know the game. <laughs> never know. Okay. Number seven. Zombie Farm, Death of Humans. Zombie Farm, Death of Humans is a terrifying story of undead hordes roaming the outsqu- outskirts of show- Soviet Russia. Search for supplies while staying quiet to sneak by or engaging and ta- 
sneak by or engage in tactical gunplay. Build your group of survivors and build your pile of corpses, but be careful or you'll build an empire of enemies. False. True. It's fake. No! <laughs> oh, yes. So done. I'm done. I'm done. Mojo is the first winner of the first ever game on this podcast. <laughs> we'll call it we'll call it Duel of the Fates. I That's hold the we'll trophy. You hold it the is, trophy. Uh, You'll a, hold the trophy this week. It's a Diet Coke bottle. Next week, I'm coming for you. All right? I'm coming for you. You better bring a Diet Coke bottle, because uh, I don't know if I'm throwing this one I might, away. Or I might bring a beer. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> I might be drunk next week. Who knows? All right. Well, that has been the first episode of Cinegames Podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed if you listened, and we'll be back, you know, next time. Next time. Anybody like want to give? We plan on recording every Saturday. Plans don't always go as planned. But, it just depends uh, on how busy we are. Um, but we no. all have lives. We all work. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody want to, you know, promote something? Give out your Twitter or anything? No, I mean you can just um, you know, follow me on on the various social medias. Uh, Joe Sparks, Facebook, of course. I uh, can't remember my Twitter name or my Instagram name, whatever. But no, Joe, anything? No. No, uh, I don't have anything to promote right now. <laughs> I don't either. I'm not. I'm not blogging anymore, so I don't really have anything to promote to begin uh, with. Uh, my Twitter's n1ck75numa, so you can follow me there if you wanted to. And hope you all have a wonderful day. Goodbye. <laughs>